0: Hey, kids, tune
1: your dials. What kind of clothing do clouds wear? Thunderwear.
2: (laughs) Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to KWEB. Weaving Earth Radio. As always, you can find us at 1.618 on your Play M dial. I'm your host, Sammy the Spider. K-Web brings you the way to go. Medicinal radio that'll make it go. I feel better. We're bringing you the silkiest stories that we can spin. And today, a treat. A special winter episode of New Moon Radio, which appears on the new moon. So mark your lunar calendars, kids. Now, settle in as Solace and Lara take you on a journey through time, space, and place. It's coming your way.
0: Hi there, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a special episode of New Moon Radio for you all today. So glad each of you are here.
1: Yay! Hi, friends. Hi, Solace. It feels so sweet to be gathered around this fire with you all.
0: And under these stars, the constellations are so bright during the new
2: moon.
1: They sure are. Almost as Bright as these sparks from the fire, and almost as bright as your smile, Solace. What are you so excited about?
0: <laughs> I sure do wear my giddiness on my sleeve. <laughs> I'm excited because of the stories we have in store for today. I love stories. Telling stories, listening to stories, and oh, it feels deeply ancestral to be quiet and tell stories this time of year i imagine my ashkenazi ancestors tending their hearth and home throughout winter sharing old folk tales and maybe moments from their year
1: Mm, beautiful i feel it too
0: yeah so on this winter season new moon radio episode we get to cozy close and bundle up by the fire and listen to a very special story It's different from our usual flow, doing a sit spot and venturing to the town center and all. But we couldn't resist taking a pause and creating a space for our stories to come through.
1: (laughs) I love this time of year here in the Northern Hemisphere when the nights are long, the air is cold and crisp. And I learned from my friend Lauren who lives nearby here on Homo Territory. It is a powerful time of year to recount and remember the magical moments and significant events from our life.
2: Lauren like L-A-U-R-E-N?
1: Oh, I know Lauren.
2: She's a good friend of the spiders.
0: Most definitely she is. I learned from Lauren that telling stories like this is a way to renew ourselves and what we care most about. Almost like the gratitude we do at the beginning of our morning circle, but as a big gratitude at the winter solstice time when we're celebrating the longest nights and also the return of the light.
1: Hmm. I love thinking about storytelling like this, and it makes me want to dive right in. Saul, I have a story that I'd love to share with you and our listeners at home. It's really special to me. Would you be willing to listen to it?
0: Of course.
1: Thank you. Are you comfy and settled? Need tea or a snack or blanket or anything?
0: I'm just gonna put another log on the fire and layer another blanket on. It's cold.
1: It's really chilly. Ooh, yeah, that feels good. Thank you.
0: Okay, ready for your story, Lara.
1: <clears throat> all right, so I really love to dance and I really love to make things with my hands. And when I'm learning about all the amazing creatures, I like to respectfully imitate them, you know, To get my body to move and make sounds and leave tracks like their bodies do. Imagining what they're up to really helps me to get to know them better.
0: I love that.
1: Right? It's so fun. And Solace, you know how I have a huge friendly crush on the long-tailed weasel. Well, I learned from them that sometimes to meet something or someone directly, you have to meet them indirectly first.
0: Hmm. What do you mean, Lara?
1: Um, so I'd been learning about how birds react to weasels moving around on the land. I've been taught by folks who know these things, that when a weasel moves through a place, nearby birds hiding in the bushes launch themselves all around, kind of like fireworks or popcorn kernels popping and flying around everywhere. Like, if someone picked up the popcorn pot right as all the kernels are popping into popcorn, took the lid off, and ran zigzags through the kitchen.
2: Ooh, kids, um, don't try this popcorn chaos at home in real life, okay? It's for your imaginations only.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that image is funny. Um, Weasels move quickly and are very tricky and hard to keep track of. One second, the weasel might be approaching from underneath and then suddenly disappear and show up in a different spot. Certain little animals, especially birds who live or feed on the ground will understandably panic, unsure of how to find a safe spot. So if I see a group of birds exploding every which way in the bushes, I might guess that a weasel is on the hunt. I was so amazed when I first learned about that.
0: I bet that's scary for the ones who aren't weasels. Oh, jeez. I'm thinking of the white-crowned sparrows and golden-crowned sparrows. Oof.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I really love the weasel, and all the beings they eat for food.
0: Me too. So, is this why you've been so excited to have lunch with the long-tailed weasel? I mean, we've basically been casting a new moon spell of sorts.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been so excited to meet a weasel that I thought it would help to make a weasel costume. I figured that at least having a set of furry ears would help me get into the spirit.
0: Oh my god, a weasel costume?
1: Yes. So I go to a thrift store. The thrift store angels must be with me because I find a special big teddy bear with beautiful, realistic brown fur. The inventive part of my brain looks at this stuffed animal and sees how easily it could shapeshift into a weasel costume. All we need is a little help from a pair of scissors and a sewing kit. I borrow the bear's ears and they fit so perfectly. I have an instant weasel hat cute little ears shiny black eyes and a little black nose
0: cuteness inspires me to make an outfit maybe ooh, if i can find an orange skirt i can make a flicker outfit
1: oh solace i'd love to see your artistry come through as a flicker no doubt that would be stunning my friend Anyway, um, so then I sew together a long tail, which reaches from my tailbone almost all the way to the ground. I've got myself the two most important elements of a long-tailed weasel costume, the ears and the tail, and I am stoked. The next day, however, I'm not so stoked. I don't even know why, but I wake up about as grumpy as I ever get.
0: Oof. I feel for you, Lara. I have days like those all the time. Especially with the low light this time of year. feels like I'm underwater.
1: I'm uncomfortable inside this gloomy mood and think, ugh, maybe a walk in the Laguna will help me feel better. By late morning, I get my grumpy butt to the trail. After a few minutes on the gravel path, my body tunes into the world outside. I see a northern flicker eating off the ground amongst a covey of quail. I feel lucky to notice black crowned night herons sitting stock still in the willows along the waterway. A gray squirrel and somebody's little dog start chasing each other around on the path. The dog's person tells me that the puppy and squirrel often play chase in this one area of the park, which really surprises me. I keep walking for a while. For some reason, I start thinking about my new weasel costume. It's in my room back home, but I imagine the weasel hat warm on my head, two ears sticking up all round and fuzzy. I imagine my long tail swaying handsomely side to side with the rhythm of my steps. I find myself smiling, just walking around alone in the Laguna, smiling really big feeling silly and self-conscious with my big smile all by myself, it makes me grin even bigger as I turn the corner on the path. It's a distinct corner because I'm going from an open, sunny spot onto a shady trail lined with blackberry bushes on one side and young oak trees on the other.
0: That's one of my favorite spots. Such a rich zone where sun meets shade. So much magic exists in those liminal spaces.
1: Yeah. There I am in the liminal space, and suddenly I stop because I'm being approached by a small creature coming towards me, like right at me. This animal's body is cruising along the path in a way that mystifies me. It's not a pattern of movement that I recognize. It's not hopping, trotting, flitting, or flying. This is a mammal with dark fur and four legs. It's too small to be a dog, even a chihuahua. If this animal were a squirrel, surely I would see the fluffy tail sticking up in the air. Plus, squirrels are kind of bouncy when they run along the ground. This animal is slinky, graceful, and quick, about as big around as my wrist, with a body as long as Satan, from my elbow to the tips of my fingers, maybe? They're coming closer and closer, staring straight at me with dark shining eyes and they have something in their mouth something light gray and large enough to block my view of the face and chest closer, closer why isn't this creature afraid of me? all of a sudden they halt eyes still locked on mine and in the middle of the path mystery creature carefully lets down the plump gray mouse that they've been carrying in their teeth. Then they dash off sideways into the blackberry bushes, gone. The mouse is laying there, lifeless, in the path. A little bird from up in the tree on the other side of the trail drops down to investigate, touching the earth next to the mouse for a second, then pops back up into the tree. I am flabbergasted. Whoa.
2: What is flabbergasted? That is definitely a new word for Sammy the Spider. I'm going to need someone to break that down.
0: <laughs> Good question, Sammy the Spider. Flabbergasted means something like greatly surprised.
1: Indeed, I am. And I only get more so. Next, the mystery animal comes darting back out of the blackberries, gets behind the mouse facing me again, sniffs the mouse's head, picks the gray furball up in their teeth, and continues coming towards me, even closer. My jaw drops.
2: Were you flabbergasted? Yeah, you see how I just did that? I just learned that word, and then I used it in a sentence.
1: (laughs) Yes, but I'm also confused. Is this someone's pet ferret, who escaped and wants to make friends with me by offering their precious fresh mouse carcass? The furry animal again stops, places the mouse in the middle of the path, dashes sideways off into the brambles. You're not going to believe me, but this whole thing happens again. By the third time, the mouse is laying unattended only a few feet from me. I slip my camera out of my pocket and say, Hi, Slinky Creature. I'm gonna turn the video on, so if you don't wanna be filmed, stay hidden for a while. I'm so very happy to meet you. You're amazing, and I'm not gonna take your mouse. So, I'm standing there, filming a dead mouse, and a few seconds later, a slinky being peeks out from the edges of the blackberry row stands up on their hind feet, which nearly knocks me over because it's so wildly cool and adorable, and I can't believe this is happening. They go back to the mouse, get behind it, sniff along the head, pick it up, and whisk the mouse off into the blackberries. I wait for a while. They don't return. I put the camera back in my pocket drop down on my knees and tears stream down my cheeks because i feel so thankful for this total surprise this meeting with the creature with the mouse in their mouth
0: whoa 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 what i can picture it all so vividly but i can't believe it i have chills this is just incredible
1: <laughs> and solace oh my goodness That slinky being was a long-tailed weasel! I looked it up later on iNaturalist, which is a citizen science app and website, and no one have yet reported seeing a long-tailed weasel at the Laguna, but they've been spotted in other places around our county. As soon as I got home, I put my weasel costume on and wore it until late into the night. I danced as a weasel, trying to imagine what it feels like to move like that and trying to understand why that critter decided, several times in a row, to put their hard-won meal down in the middle of a path, in front of me. Me who's been pretty much aching to meet a weasel. Me who's been calling their name. I mean, before I didn't even really know what they look like. I didn't know they have white markings of a mask on their face and pale belly. I've added those white stripes to my hat and a black tip to the end of my tail like it got dipped in gorgeous ink. I'd been trying to imagine how they move and hunt and scare the birds, but to see that in real life?
0: <sighs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's weasel magic for sure, Lara. <sighs> Deep breath. Such a beautiful story. And clearly a powerful moment for you. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering... Laura, can I reflect some of what I heard back to you?
1: Sure, Saul. Thanks, and I'm so grateful that you caught my story. Thank you.
0: My privilege? I mean, it's so incredible. You had this l- longing to connect with Long-Tailed Weasel, and you made that clear to them, and respectfully and playfully invited the weasel to come closer. You did this out loud with your voice, but also you took the time to sew that costume and wear it and imagine yourself there as Weasel. There's a lot of loving magic in what you did.
1: Thanks, Hollis. That feels true. I'm not always going to get what I want just because I wish for it or make art about it, but it's sure worth trying. I learn so much, and when the magic of the world reaches back at me, well... Right now, I don't even have the words for how thankful I feel. And I'm so touched that you and our listeners are on this journey with me.
0: Hmm, so glad to be right there with you. Wish I could have been right there when you first encountered Weasel coming out of the Blackberry. And that makes me wonder, friends at home, are there moments that are vivid in your imagination? Or is there anything that stood out to you from Lara's story?
1: Yeah, if y'all want, take a minute to reflect with yourself or out loud with whoever you're listening with. I'm so curious if anything from my courtship of the weasel is striking you or maybe making you smile or reminding you of an encounter you had.
0: Let's take a minute while these chimes play to share any reflections. Fire is sure getting low. Lara, should we add another log or call it for the night?
1: Um, I say we let the coals burn down and look up at the stars. They seem so bright this time of year.
0: They really are. And that sounds good to me. We'll have to make another fire again soon, though. I bet there are so many more synchronicity stories out there. But for now, it feels really good to linger in that beautiful long-tailed weasel story.
2: Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Just kidding. What's synchronicity?
1: Good question, Sammy. Synchronicity could be probably defined in lots of ways, but for me, it's when magic is afoot, as if things in life are lining up in an extraordinarily meaningful way.
0: Like the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction on the winter solstice.
1: Right, or thinking of a friend right before they call you on the telephone. For me, when moments of synchronicity happen, the meaning might not be clear at all, but I know in my bones and in my gut and in my heart that something important is being given or shown to me.
2: Oh, I think I get it. It's like uh, spinning a strand of web and catching the wind just right.
0: That sounds like it.
1: Yes, yes, that's it.
0: I imagine many of us have synchronicity stories, and they're not always about nature or the more than human world. This time of year, I like to go through my old journals and dream notebooks, even my calendar. It feels so refreshing. I feel more aware of all the blessings and mysteries in my life when I do.
1: Oh yeah, I know what you mean, Solis. Those are moments that bring me to my knees in gratitude or touch me so deeply that tears come. Not because I'm hurting, but because I'm extra aware of the blessing of being alive, part of the web of life. When I'm in these moments of synchronicity, or when I recall them, I feel certain about my belonging here on Earth. And I feel even more committed to caring for the Earth, too. I wonder, friends at home, what are some magical moments you've experienced And are there beings that you're longing to build relationship with this year? Is it a wild neighbor like the weasel? Is it a musical instrument or something else? If you can and want, please take the time to share these stories with the good listeners in your life. I mean, I love synchronicity stories as much as I love home-baked cookies and candlelight. Maybe you want to share a synchronicity story with us at New Moon Radio. We'd love to hear.:
0: Most definitely, you could be sure we'd savor every second. Just send them over, either recorded or written, even drawn or doodled, to New Moonradio at weavingearth.org. That's New at weavingearth.org.
1: Until then, we'll be with you in spirit. Take good care of yourself and your loved ones, human and more than human alike. Thanks so much for being with us, everyone.
0: And many blessings on this solstice season. Bye for now.
1: Bye.
2: Thanks for tuning in to KWEB Weaving Earth Radio. This has been a New Moon Radio production co-curated by Solace and Laura and brought to you by the Weaving Earth Center for Relational Education. Weaving Earth provides nature-based education for action, at the confluence of ecological, social, and personal systems change. For supplemental content to this episode, please visit www.weavingearth.org slash media slash newmoonradio. And don't forget to tune your dial to KWEB 1.618 on the next new moon. Until then, take care.